it's a movie about drugs. How you doing, Jared? I'm good, man. We're this is a whole little side thing we got going on this evening. Yeah, Corey, Augie, how you doing? Very doing good. All right. <laughs> you got some guests. Yeah. Here I find myself surrounded by three visual artists as we break down a very well. Films by their nature tend to be visual, don't they, Chris? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's and what we got, I always heard. We got a few visual aids going here in the in the studio, so we can uh, properly talk about the new Dune movie. And that was the intro on Salva Segundas, where they were chanting and getting so in. So what? Salva Segundas? <laughs> Isn't that where the... Solaris, Segruvius, <laughs> Sulemanachi, Jackson, the Tower. In general, a lot of the words in Dune, if you read the books, you say it a certain way oh, in your man. head, and you know that's not how it's pronounced. <laughs> and just to just to get this out in the open, to start this podcast... Um, Harkonnen and Harkonnen. Mm-hmm. I sit on a certain side of that, and uh, I, I'm pr- I'm proud to say Harkonnen. I got a hard O. In the I'm a hard O too. Yep. I do only because it that way. of that one line in David Lynch's. <laughs> it can't be done with Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Yeah. Harkonnen. Doofus a Harkonnen <laughs> now. I just rewatched that, and that's exactly how he says it. <laughs> like I a... feel like I've left that as a, a message on your answering machine. And by answering machine, yes, that long ago. Yes, yeah, so it's talking about a record today. We're going to talk about the second time they tried to make Dune instead of a second album. <laughs> or is it the third time? It would be right. Tried to. You're right. Well, Damn it, or, you're right. And one, Ill, one non-fruitful uh, attempt. So... Okay. Three and a half? Let's three put, and well, a one let's quarter. Break it down, Augie. Ooh. Um, we have the David Lynch. Visual Check. representation, that's number one in Dune. Check. That's year 10,042, <laughs> um, Spock might also know then. It is the year. <laughs> yes, know then. Hold on. Um, then we have the sci-fi version, and the sci-fi version took it up to uh, before God Emperor, mm-hmm. and we have this version. So there's... We can we can say three three swings, half, half two cin- cinematic releases. I'm gonna go with cinematic releases, though. If we ever want to talk about the sci-fi, you know, Dune episode, there's tons to chew on that and crossovers and stuff. I don't know where this conversation's gonna go, but very excited. Yeah, I think you guys are gonna out nerd me on this for sure. Like, you guys are like way deep in the weeds. Of, well, that's the, the first thing I want to talk about was the the fandom like. Before this movie, come on, the, the fandom level everyone's at here. Like, are we book readers? We've we've read at least the first one. I've read all the original ones, mm-hmm. and then I've read some of um, his sons. Brian but he just started Kevin. turning them out so fast that really? I was like, I know. Oh. And they're like thick. They're like a thousand pages. Yeah. And uh, I think I read all the house ones. I read the pre war ones like <laughs> yeah I, and then I, after that i'm like fuck man yeah they so, came back around with the so many that second round of like eight yeah. books i can't i didn't 
Yeah, but the like, Butlerian Jihad was yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, that was good. But you're mm-hmm. right, though. They were they when we were talking earlier. They, those books are like page turners. Where, oh, yeah. where it's like the Tom Hump. Clancy writing. Yeah, Doom. totally. Right, <laughs> and it's not the worst thing that could happen, but it's not it's not the first six books. So yeah. Corey's Corey, I'm going to say you're you're kind of you and Jared may be steeped in the most here. I I came on to Dune for Where Were You When, um, by the movie, the Lynch movie first. Of course, the first time through, I was like, I'm not sure if I grabbed most of that. (laughs) But the fact that I didn't, the fact that it didn't hit you over the head with explanation, uh, um, you know, and even though it does, it's one of the worst offenders for voiceover for a movie, (laughs) but it works in that movie. The tooth, man. It was an 80s thing. (laughs) And, you know, Blade Runner had the the, the voiceover, too. Yeah, but Harrison, you ever hear Harrison Ford's? voiceovers that he didn't want to do and then that got me into it i watched that movie enough and extended versions when you could rarely find them mm-hmm. um and then oh yeah the tv cut the tv the cut for our alan smithy tv cut yes where you can see the footage is is jammed up for the right. stuff that they cut kind out. They didn't they didn't yeah. color process it or anything like that. Yeah. Which this movie has no problem doing. This movie is butter. If you want to talk about the cinematography real quick, and I'll like you guys are gonna total out nerd me on the books, but I, I wanted to chime in every now and then with the the movie stuff because uh, Denny Villeneuve he didn't use Roger Deakins on this one. He had him on Blade Runner, but in an interview he was just saying like using all that knowledge that Roger Deakins has because yeah. he's like a master fucking cinematographer. He's worked with Coen brothers. Oh, yeah. And so he has all that knowledge from Blade Runner that he brought to this. So he, you know, Denny was far, listening. He was looking, oh, he's taking notes, he, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. N- none of this movie smacks of mailed it in. Well, that's, Mm-mm. that's, he doesn't go. Oh, all right. So I'll just say, let's say when you first heard this film was getting made, when the news broke, did you feel hopeful knowing who it was and who's who was doing it? But you know, before you even heard a cast. Well, I'm just gonna say I've been tracking, like I've been hoping for years and years and years since college. When are they gonna re- take a swing at it? They did it with sci-fi, and I was like, nah. I mean, they got yeah. the story right, but it looked terrible, or it looked really cheesy. Yeah. You're like, ooh, you kind of cringe. It's kind of cringe worthy, especially yeah, the Betty Jesuit. They look like they're from. The budget was not yeah, huge. It was, and, it but looked, they went colors. They went hard yeah, colors. Yeah, hard with colors. Very pastel. Harkonas, yeah. yeah, the Harkonnens were like yeah. kind of jaunty. Yeah. They were, yeah. Like the Baron and, looked kind of fly. Like, yes. <laughs> and and, and what's, what's funny with the, with uh, David Lynch's is they chose like red hair. You know, like the Baron, yeah. the, the Harkonnens there. It's gingers. their only pop of color, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Make them gingers. Steel blue suit and then uh, some, yeah, that <laughs> red <laughs> hair really goes with your boils. Know how Lynch feels about gingers. Jesus. How does he feel about okay, gingers? I don't know. Thinks they're Harkonnen like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, when I heard that, I thought it was Lionsgate, but I guess it's legendary. At one point, they bought all the rights to everything. They uh, It was right around the whole Marvel universe, and that was taking off, and all these people probably were getting greedy and looking for content, mm-hmm. and uh, they wanted to create a universe, so... When they bought that, I saw one line. It was like one line of headlines. Bought, you know, this company bought all the rights: TV, comic books, wow. movies, everything. Um, and I was like, "Oh, what's happening, people?" And then I'd go to the bars and hang out with people. I'm like, "Guys, guys, it's gonna happen." They're all like, 
Kidding. Let's get more drinks. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about something else. And so That's I've been a... waiting and waiting. And then when Denny Villeneuve got put in there, I was like, it's That's done, done, deal. done deal, man. This is yeah. going to be the best thing ever. Yeah, they're putting, they're putting their, all, the, all of their best foots forward and yeah. taking up all the properties. Uh, um, and he turned down like... I think James Bond to do this. Like he didn't. Thank God. He got yeah, it. that was. I it. mean, that would have been a pretty cool James yeah. Bond. If oh, not totally. The coolest, but it just shows how much he likes it. When you hear interviews of him talking about it right now, uh, like he goes back to his fourteen-year-old self reading that he book. He's toting around, around his little uh, paperback, the original one he read. Was yeah. it? <laughs> and so do. You... Watch out! And a while. It never gets old. It's been a long time. <laughs> it happens almost every episode. It's been a long time. <laughs> um, uh, um, you can you can tell he's a fan, one um, through the interviews and stuff. But now with some scene choices that he decided to put in, um, some some throws that he had to the David Lynch movie as far as overlapping material to film or or information to cover. And I know intrinsically that'll have some Venn diagram overlapping, um, but. To, uh, to some of the things that I didn't care for in my first viewing, and I've seen it twice, once in the theater, and that was my least favorite, and then um, once back home, fully invested in watching this thing. You get a little spice of myself, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's get on the same wavelength. Okay. And I, I loved it way more mm -hmm. the second time. I agree. Um, and some of those scenes where Villeneuve decided to keep in and I'll just say Jamis for for um, you know this Paul fighting Jamis and stuff. Damn. Where where's the departure point going to be? Where's the movie going to end? Because you know it's not going to be the whole thing. And and him choosing that I thought was pretty strong, but that was something I didn't like when I first saw it. And that happened a bunch through this movie from the from the beginning to the end, where I'm like I'm changing my mind on that part. I didn't like that the first time I saw it. Now I think I'm kind of releasing from the Lynchian world that i uh, you know i want more dr yui and i want more thufer because those characters were fucking unique and cool as shit in the in the lynch universe and I, they were I, highlights they were highlights their choices had to be made and i think denny took a, a really good line with the choices that he decided to make and look grandiose in this you know none of it felt sketched out like let's just grab this scene or maybe this will lead somewhere it was like um well, if, he has a lot of runway now, too. He can relax. You know, sci-fi yeah. was budget-constrained. Lynch had two hours to make his movie, which he didn't <laughs> like. And then he took his gone. name off of it, yeah. you know, when they uh, cut it up and released whatever they did. Yeah. Um, this one, he's like, now I get to stretch it out into how many movies? And I can actually, like, choose and swing whatever way I want to. Like, this one's going to be mine. I have unlimited budget. I have the best of the best people. And yeah. I can do whatever I want. And he has like the best cast. And so mm. he can he can do whatever he wants. It's unconstrained, <laughs> which is awesome. Right. Yeah. Got, and I agree with you when I up the truck. when I was in the theater, I've watched it four well, three and a half times, but the first time I watched it, I was too wrapped up in my expectations and I constantly was like, Is this how they're gonna end it? Oh wait, they're going more. Mm -hmm. Wait, is this how they're gonna end it? No, there's going more. And so I couldn't yeah. really enjoy it. But the second time, you can know too much. Yeah, I just had too many, yeah. too many. Holes. I did it yeah. Thursday night, like because I was impatient and no one else in the house was going to watch it. With no, you me. did. You did Thursday and I night. Totally, just fired it up. <laughs> it, 
close the bedroom door. I don't bother dad for about two and a half hours. I'm watching Dune. And uh, I tried to get people to watch with me. Nobody was having it. So, um, but then the, but I had the same experience. I think the second time was better, but the second time I went with my brother to see it in IMAX. Mm. So yeah. it was like double whammy in that front. Yeah. But oh, that's I, a good that's a good choice and then i watch it again at home yeah once see once everybody heard that the movie was good in the house they're like oh we want to see dune i'm like well we're watching it on tv so that you had your chance <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think I, he did it in a way that's more understandable too like david lynch's dune was cut up so much God. yeah and it was also like a weird his approach was like very educational you yeah. know right from the beginning it just went through like here's house this here's house this here's house this exposition dumps yeah Yeah. and this one was more like in reality it felt more yeah so so with the tone of it and with the characterization of of folks maybe we start talking a bit about that um and a departure i had to take to to like timothy chalamet Mm -hmm. and i've heard several different pronunciations of his name (laughs) first and last going into this but t shall yeah. We shall talk about T shall right T-shall now. Overcome. Um <laughs> I think he will. And I I liked Kyle McLaughlin's um uh, not so much his face and age <laughs> for a 35 year old man it felt like um uh, being Paul ish. <laughs> but I I didn't mind it so much. Um but I liked he carried himself with this air of royalty, mm-hmm. understanding um, weird computations. He's probably a strange kid to be around. Mm-hmm. Timothy didn't feel strange to be around, and I kind of wanted Paul to be a little bit more off-putting or, you know, um, your boots are fitted in desert fashion, you know. Yeah. You know, it seemed the <laughs> right. proper way, you know, kind of deal. Um, but I'm also hoping that that serves to be a counter to what he turns into um, and how maybe serious and deadly he becomes. Um so, so I'm not ter- entirely mad at it. The second time I was watching the movie, the first time through, I was like, I don't know if this is my Paul. Yeah, well, I think part two, he's going to be a little tougher to be around. He, he becomes a bastard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know the second time around, I was, you know, I feel the same way about Timothy Chalamet. When I saw the casting, I was like, oh, oh, wait, I don't know if I like this guy, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a New Yorker, so. Uh, yes, that. Yeah, so go team. Yeah, yeah, go team. <laughs> but um, they, I did notice in the story was a lot about not wanting to be who he is destined to be. Yeah. And so I think that drove a lot of the conversations. Yeah. And his push to not want to do it and him being young and his father trying to mentor him. I think that's more of a story than, than um, David Lynch pushed. Yeah. He already had that air of like I know exactly who I'm going to be. Right, father. This, he was you know the sleeper has a waken like this. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, But Timothy Chalamet's portrayal might be driven by the story a little bit more. We'll see. We'll see how he how he because right now they're setting up that he doesn't want to be it. We'll see how he fits the shoes. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's my favorite line throughout all of what I can pull off of Frank Herbert's meanings through the you know the Dune saga. Um, don't be uh, totally confident in charismatic leaders. Um, I love Shit. the interplay between politics and religion, uh, and you know economics as well. It really covers those kind of big three there. You know, and Frank Herbert uses this as the transition 
um, this story is this it's like the weird, unbreakable. Yeah, you know that 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 yeah, the figuring it out. Um, that's really that's really fun. I, I think that's a neat, poignant point in you know you got harry potter and you got neo and they always had trouble with the idea that they're the chosen one it's, if you're the chosen one sometimes it's neat to be like shit well, okay i'm the chosen one that's I interesting get, I you're gonna work. say that because you know we had a conversation at the bar going you know all these young kids are gonna go oh they're stealing from matrix and i'm like no the matrix stole it from because <laughs> they kept yeah. saying the one yeah in this and i was like oh i know a ton of people are gonna be like oh they yeah. stole it from really, the matrix yeah. no well, even the whole Jedi thing seems like it's part of like the the, the way the voice stuff. can yeah yeah, yeah this is the totally. Jedi mind trick yeah. yeah let's talk about that there were certain <laughs> things in the movie that was like how are they gonna do it one was the voice right how do you guys feel about I liked they, it I liked the voice I did too I, I liked f- how they did the voice especially in a subwoofer situation where it's <laughs> speaking of that I found this thing online that was uh, they were interviewing the special effects guys the sound guys in particular. And when they were trying to figure out how to do the voice, talking to Denny, um, like he wanted, he kept saying one thing. He said, kept saying, like, I want it to sound like a bunch of angry grandmas talking. <laughs> I don't know what um, kind of background he had growing up. But <laughs> but it was him working with the um, with the sound guy. And then the sound guy starts to talk about how, yeah, they were doing multiple uh, voices in the bass. And he goes, what I landed on was I learned it from Lee Scratch Perry and seeing how he recorded in these rooms. Like he would put the speakers, record the speakers playing in a, in a specific acoustic kind of mm-hmm. setting. And that's what he used to do to put into the voice uh, uh, effects. The, yeah, the dub sound. Exactly. Harkonnen dub. Now, when I listen to the voice, I'm only going to think of angry grandma. Like, it yeah. nailed it. You're yeah. right. Where you're Shit. already handing over the cup before you realize your arm moved. Give me that. Yes. And I liked how they portrayed that. They Give were me just that like, cup. the person just kind of did it and then realized, like, what the fuck just happened here? Well, Augie was telling me um, a little bit watching about the scene, which is. That's number two. What I was wondering how they were going to do is the pain box. Mm, yeah. That's probably one of my favorite scenes. That's why they threw it in the trailer. One of my favorite yeah. um, parts of the book. And I love David Lynch. It's, I, it's great. I loved yeah. it. The but you were talking about right? um, how they did the voice and the big difference between how Denny Villeneuve did it and how David Lynch did it. Right. Maybe Augie wants to talk about that, but it was about like the voice being where he could have had it where the voice comes and then he's forced to walk. Right. Much like David Lynch did. It was very literal. Yeah. But instead, they jumped right to him kneeling. Yeah. Like he didn't even, it's almost like he didn't even remember. Involuntary. He yeah. didn't even remember and it yeah. just went right to kneeling. I thought that was. That is an iconic scene. My, my, uh, my wife had read the book but only about the first 40 pages, but she had got that scene. It's, that that's the only one she could so remember. Good. My kid who's only read the graphic novel, and she's, she's nine, that's her favorite scene. That's her favorite scene from the Lynch one. It's just, it's the whole thing right there. And when they, they kept the line, what's in the box, I was like, yes, yeah. yes, please just give me that. Put your right hand <laughs> in the box. Into yeah. the box. The box was not as cool looking as David Lynch's. Right. There was no but, melting flesh. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a terrible, like, it it's, a like it's like a it bad effect. It looked terrible. It made its point on a 10-year-old me. <laughs> they did really quickly just show his whole hand charred. 
yeah. So it was like a shout out to it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that that's what's happening is it's getting hotter. But mm-hmm. I don't remember if they were really explaining. And you didn't see a ton of challenge in, in T-Shall when he's, when he's mm-hmm. getting it, you know, whereas... You're like, dude, fucking pull your hand out. She's really burning your skin, you know? And and Helen is just flesh dropping. Burning. I know. Like, that's awesome. Because she's, she doesn't even have to use the voice at that stage to fuck with them. She's, she knows where the nuance is. And I like the other Helen. I like the old Helen. Oh my God. That's an, uh, I feel like her, I love the actress that plays, uh, her in Denny's movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But you didn't get enough of it. Like she's yeah. very diminished in the movie. Where in David Lynch is like she's like a force. Yeah, yeah. Just really she's, quick though about the box. There's a really cool thing online with the director talk. He breaks down just that scene when he comes into the room when he uses, she uses the voice on him. How they edited that. To, like he said, they took like how do we figure that out? It was just like seconds of editing to get that motion right. Like you were saying, yeah. Corey, to from the door to the chair. Yeah. But breaks down like the shape of her sitting. Like I wanted her to look like a chess piece, and if you look at her silhouette, totally. right, and they're on a like kind of a plain chess on that room. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that's awesome. Because it comes across her whole veil, and then you know that, the yeah. I did like how they they changed two things. One is that the mother said the litany of fear. Yeah. yeah. Which it makes sense because they didn't do the whole like. Uh, dubbed over head, voice right, right? Yeah. they didn't mm-hmm. do that in this movie so they had her say it outside which is basically she's teaching him everything so then you you know he's thinking that too right. that was a good way to do that and i also love that at first it was like he was the sh- the, the lamb on the slaughter <laughs> and then at one point it turned over right when he gives her the look and then he's like oh right bitch you want to <laughs> fucking play this That's game the exact yeah. look i see what we're doing now i'm gonna keep coming yeah. keep coming What'd and then got? i they didn't do that in david lynch's like he was just like the pain <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, yeah. she's like enough <laughs> and you, you're whining <laughs> uh, kyle um you could it, with david lynch's you could tell there was some sort of effort from her part to inflict what he was feeling yeah and and i liked that idea of there's a bio computer that's happening there's mm-hmm. some some feedback loop that you can't just hurt somebody this way you you know she had the gom jabbar just for the the end all be all but there was she was invested in this interaction she's sweating over it because mm-hmm. we're talking about the super being, the Kizak, Meshach, and Abednego <laughs> were all seen uh, in the fire. Uh, I liked the characterization of the old Gellis, Helen Gaius Mohim. This one I wasn't, I, I didn't have a problem with though. Mm-hmm. You know, right. there are certain characters that you saw them truncate. She was one that she that they truncated. The Mentats yep. are another truncated characterization yeah. in the movie. You didn't get that extra Helen because they, they didn't have the scene where the, the guild navigator comes to visit the Emperor. Yeah. We didn't see the Emperor yet. Yo, no. that's, yeah, we have so, not seen the you know, Emperor yet. Maybe if they retrospective, I don't see how, I don't know how he would do that. But that's also a pretty, it's a big scene in the book because they, they lay out the plan immediately. And maybe that's mm-hmm. what he's trying not to do. He's trying to play it. Mm-hmm. Laid out a little mysteriously if people haven't read the books. Yeah, put the beginning and the the end. I also you know, feel like he's trying to bring on. you in to learn the story through Paul, much yeah. more than David Lynch did. Like you're nice you are Paul, yeah. and so you don't know all this shit, right? Until it like 
you under, actually understand all the politics and his journey a little bit. So they went right into him becoming Messiah, not all the other shit. Well, that's the yeah, dirty the trick that this is that he's going to have to pull off is because you know mm -hmm. we're talking about the Messiah. It's even in the book, it's a it's a trick move because Paul is not the Messiah, not the real one. Mm -hmm. His son he's, is. He's a little bit John the Baptist, if anything. Kingmaker. And his kid is mm -hmm. is the one who really pulls it off. He yeah. doesn't in the end doesn't have the stones to do the golden path well that is that's a cool thing that that denny did with this movie is we get to see paul see all possible futures mm -hmm. you know him starting to realize that i'm seeing all possible futures that they've made it clear with the Jameis storyline exactly yeah. um and and that was that was a really neat approach because um, one, it just doesn't spell it out for you, and two, it tells you that something's something's kind of waking up in this kid. You know, um, they don't they, all come true, and they don't all come true. And you kind of have some advocacy in what you're going to make true, but really in the moment, it's just going to happen because you feel that way. Um, and Paul was always capable to be, you know, the the Messiah. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you, you're right. He decided not to embrace, you know, having sandworms put on him and this whole physical change and what turns into the golden path and all that stuff. Um, That's what I mean. But like that was still up in the air at this point. Yeah. They could be like, Paul might just really fucking trip. <laughs> like this guy, this guy could oh, go. There's, a, there's, there's got to be a big spice trip coming. Either if, if it's not from Paul's perspective, his mother's when she becomes their official mm -hmm. Sayadina. Uh, but yeah, this is gonna be some bottle. some Doctor Strange trip out scene. How, how's Denny gonna, <laughs> yeah. do, you know, uh, Terry Gilliam fear, fear and loathing kind of well, Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah, it just that brings in intro. That brings it to the drug, the drug issue with this, and, and not that it's an issue, but it's a uh, yeah. Why'd you have always, to throw it out like mm -hmm. that? I know. You, this is the most. I know precious. you're a bunch of reefer heads, and <laughs> dope dopers. Uh, well, Herbert was way into psilocybin. He would they? grow his own, man. Really? Yes. Pacific Northwest, yeah. bitches. And here we are in late October. Early. It is mushroom season in Seattle. Yeah, he's from what Tacoma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tacoma. They just named a park for him, yeah. and uh, during the pandemic, Frank, Frank, Frank Herbert Narrows. Park. Huh. What? Yep. Nice. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. It's a sci-fi. Sci-fi area. No way. <laughs> I already said it earlier. Ursula right. Le Guin's from Olympia, man. That's, That's right. the yeah. grandmother it's... and grandfather of sci-fi. Well, when I was reading oh, up on him, cool. like he reads it, and I didn't. I looked him up because you mentioned that Corey. He was from Tacoma, and then it, it talked about the psilocybin stuff, but um, the sand dunes and all that stuff, inspired by like the dunes that are out, out here, which yeah. you see a lot in the Northwest on the coasts. Yeah. They try to control them with the uh, the beach grass. I'll start with an essay about beach grass. For real? To control, yeah, he was. It was an article he was writing for a magazine about how they were trying to stop the moving dunes on the Oregon coast, and Shut it sparked the idea up. to him. Hmm. You you're like if you're gonna are change? Are you joking? Like, I'm not. I'm dead serious. This guy had a life. You're he was a, a cameraman at King Five. He did all kinds of oh, shit. Shit. And if you're not from the Pacific Northwest or Seattle or the Puget Sound and you don't know what it looks like around here, all the Caladan scenes, basically, this. Mm. Yeah. 
That's that's Washington. When he's reaching his hand in the sure. tide pool, you know, yeah. messing with the sea cucumbers Cal- and shit. Cal- I don't blame Jessica for wanting to go back to Calida and after Fuck all yeah. that yeah. shit. Peace done. out. But yeah. she was like, wait, no. I don't want to stay here. <laughs> right. Can no, just get us off this world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A creepy kid. I think it, time to go, maybe. <laughs> he finally does become this. You know, she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go home. I can't wait to see that, too. That's going to be a, a, a interesting casting. Is he really cast a, a three-year-old, you know, to talk that crazy shit like Katarina? Uh, not mm. Katarina. She was a oh, uh, regular. for Alia? Alia. What was it her, the girl's name that played her in the Lynch movie? I was going to say Katarina Witt, but that's no. a figure skater. <laughs> figure skater. Alicia no, Alicia. Witt. Yeah, Alicia yeah. Witt. She is yeah. a figure skater, and I love that you even know that. <laughs> Come on, man. I love that. High yeah. five. Yes. But Alicia Witt, I mean, that was probably her first thing, but she kept yeah. going. She's like a genius jazz pianist and yeah, stuff. Yeah, shows up in movies every Mensa now and then. Mensa member. Yeah. I just Stone remember Fox, that speaking one... of gingers. Oh, <laughs> she's a Harkonnen. Yes. Well, I love, I can only remember Elliot and David Lynch's where she's got the wind blown. Oh, yeah, and, the and, then, they, dagger, and then they right. slow mo it for a second. It's so yeah. creepy. Yeah, and then she's like, but he is the quiz at Sutterack. Yeah. Yes, yeah. how can this be? <laughs> so, so I mean, that's that's dovetailing a little bit onto what's coming in the second movie. Casting. Is, is the yeah. second movie going to be the second half of the first book that's or... what it's supposed to be so. it's supposed to finish up and, but it's not going to dovetail into um a little bit of dune messiah that's movie three man because i feel like right dune there. messiah you could gobble up of quite a bit in a first act of a movie first second act maybe. if it's going to be the third in a trilogy maybe dune messiah will will do it because mm-hmm. if you look at him even ne- physically next to each other yeah. dunes like an inch and a half thick dune messiah is yeah, like three tiny. quarters of an yeah. inch you yeah. can and get then through it gets that in a saturday and yeah. yeah you could do dune messiah children of dune yeah. or you could do the second half of the first dune and dune messiah mm. that's what i'm wondering just like this one where they're going to do the drop off for the next one what's going to start it what worlds are we going to go to? Mm-hmm. I mean, I am thrilled to think <laughs> that we get to see more worlds. Um, you know, let's, it's always good to go back to Giddy Prime. Giddy Prime is like Vegas. Like, you don't want to live there, but you want to go there for like three days. Um, <laughs> and only three days. And only three days. Yeah, he had a pretty getting sticky. interesting take Just, on... You didn't need you a shower. A the, the, the servants were, were suitably creepy. Okay, let's talk scenes. about the spider. Yeah, we talked about the spider with with the fingers. Yeah, what's up with that? They didn't show its face. I guarantee they alluded to uh, the doctor's uh, wife being cut up into little pieces, and he wanted his wife is the head of the. I don't know, but they alluded (laughs) that they take body parts and do stuff with them. And then he said, "I just want to put her out of her misery," which means those body parts are living somewhere. And then they show that. Spider with okay. the finger hands. Okay. And they All didn't right. show the face. And I'm thinking they might show the face and it might be like a human. That Maybe not the doctor's wife, but like. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the Benny Jesuit was like, get that thing out. The thing must go. Yeah. She didn't understands. say the spider yeah. or the whatever. I think. Uh, I, I think, think it's a human. They did her like Idi Amin style. They have yet to really go into the grossness of, yeah. of Giddy Prime and the Harkonnens. Do they think... just don't explain it, and that's the chaser action figure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you Damn. think they'll go into the uh, Tylaxu? Because I think that could be a Tylaxu 
weird fucking it's right up their alley. Yeah, weird animal sculpture uh, pet. You know, I think it could um, go all ways. It could be, and there's the. I think with the rece- I'm hoping with the reception of the movie as it is, it'll allow him to get bonkers on the next one. Open up with some really crazy scenes, yeah. um, off-world shit, and then come back to the relative harmony of Dune. As far as cinematically speaking, there's not a lot of chaos in this. In this, in the, you know, yeah. the landscape. Um, so, do you think like this is how I theorize what's going to happen? If it goes full Star Wars universe, <laughs> they stick with the storyline, Frank Herbert's movies, all the way up to Chapter House. Mm. And then they will they will throw in like Rogue One, like uh, yeah, movies of like House, House or Atreides or the Butlerian Jihad or something to explain. Butlerian Jihad would make a great movie. Because it's all about, you know, I was watching Quinn's, Quinn's video, shout, oh, out. Yeah, shout he, out to He was talking Quinn's about thoughts. how... Frank Herbert organized this whole thing where he got rid of AI and mm-hmm. and thinking machines, right? And to be able to create a world free of computers and holograms and all that business, what would the sci-fi universe be? And how can we do interspace travel? How can we like have all these other things without computers? And so drugs. by keeping mm-hmm. the thinking machines out, how do you do all this shit? And that's why all of a sudden the guild comes up. That's how the Benny Gesserit yeah. comes up. Right. How, that's how all these other groups come up based on drugs, the spice. True. And that's how you cut out Skynet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. able to progress more. Yeah, and, this, uh, all these stories are based on no computers so at all. Cyber, any kind. So little that, cyberpunk. Did I just invent a genre? <laughs> oh, wow. What was it? Scylla cyberpunk. Yeah, Scylla cyberpunk. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> the the Damn. pull of human potential, the theme of human potential through this is, mm-hmm. um, y- you're right, is is the backing, um, where it's not, uh, f- uh, you're not going to ask a computer to tally how much did it cost to get the guild navigators here. You're going to ask your mentat, who is a human yeah. computer, and also your master ass- assassins and game strategy right. and all that kind of stuff. And honestly, I think Thufer in this movie just kind of, you know. He just kind of fucking airballed it. He, he says, like, yeah, it's like 94 quadrillion. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, well, he is it, the, the most, the, the best mentat. He's considered right. the greatest mentat of all time. And they didn't dwell on that. They didn't have to mm-hmm. set that up too much. You see his eyes go white and you figure, okay, he's definitely, definitely 4,300, 200. Yeah. Definitely. There's certain visual tags that this, that this movie included. Thufer's eyes going white. Okay, something extra outside of what we're going to explain now is happening um the holtzman shields turning red oh, how'd you feel about the holtzman shields how'd you, i did too i liked them and I to did. keep the movie pg-13 too it was a great move right is that they would go red when the knife would get through and i didn't like that on the first <laughs> viewing because i was like that's not that why would you who needs to see that maybe if you're the if you're the controller you, you might want to know something want, there's no practical wouldn't. need for it because that no. means it's working yeah exactly and <laughs> if you <laughs> see <laughs> red you're dead <laughs> um Was you know like, so oh sorry i knew it was a visual cue um to it and i felt it was a it was a pandering down but i also thought you would have to shoot so much more extra footage to show the slow blade penetrating the shield and that that's what's mm-hmm. happening in this. I was like, that's the quickest, fastest, and nobody cares unless you're like, 
nerding out, right. you know, and it really you're going to die on that hill. So and the like, MPAA yeah, is a stickler. If you show running blood, it right. is an mm. automatic R. Right. And, oh, and really? this movie yeah. could have some blood in it. I mean, that's, yeah. That's some weird nerd it's, it's, rating info that's what you happens just dropped. When, you're, when your country is founded by the, like Puritans. Yeah. Mm. The ones who wanted it more strict. Yeah. I did have a suspension of disbelief like issue with, you know, they were like, nobody can get through these shields. We're we're impenetrable. And then all of a sudden they just dropped these bombs that were like perfectly timed to destroy all the ships. That's right. And I was like, wait a minute, you think that they could have a different kind of shield that wouldn't allow for such an easy, such an easy Uh. way to get through this shield. Or the, the slow bomb penetrates <laughs> the shield. Well, that's how the that's how the night thing works that you're just talking about, right? Yeah, the the slower, the yeah. slower it goes, the you just would have think they would have thought through yeah. the old slow bomb process. <laughs> it's the same guy who designed the Death Star. Yeah, got to have on one. this one part. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's another thing. I was I couldn't stop thinking about it once I saw it, and maybe this is a whole computer like anti guns but why is everyone fighting with, sh- with swords because the holtzman shields negate the fact uh, negate the necess- necessity and effectiveness of ballistic weapons now but my problem is they made bombs to get through the shields so you can make guns yeah. that can get through the- well, it's like the dart so that you kept- shot at yeah you can only make it. seven of those a year <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment where I couldn't get past it. I was like, wait a minute. I do love the look of the swords. Right. I love that sword fighting. But when you add bombs killing all their ships in like two seconds. Yeah. Uh, why can't you have, and then they're all fighting bombs. with swords. It just yeah. didn't, it he, didn't yeah, fit. He it didn't get fit. into it in the movie. It does a little bit in the. In David Lynch, they all had the wielding. Weirding modules. Yeah, which the I'm weirding. glad they ditched that. But it's, if you shoot a laser into a Holtzman shield right a sandworm it is, comes it is it is a catastrophic like yeah. atomic yeah. bomb goes yeah. off exactly. and everybody dies which he doesn't bring that up but yeah. i think yet another reason for hand-to-hand combat here right and they, and showed, they drive worms nuts and yeah, they drive worms. the they shield, the shield drives worms nuts when in the desert murderous frenzy um the lasers when they uh interact with the holtzman shield um have an adverse effect not unlike a nuclear explosion just in the room and well outside of the room. Um, You do see a few lasers in this movie and they're terrifying when they're just like cutting through the room. Oh, that 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 was super good. Paul and Jessica want to, and and you're cutting through the city when they're chasing or Kaido down. Exactly. That was good. That's, there's some really good representation of some, some fierceness to, to do the equations of like, well, what the fuck? For sure, there's there's a lot of um, there's yeah, a there lot was of some like, technology battle shit that I was like, wait, and, pick and, one way and most don't of it, mix the two because it's no throwing me off. But most of it, I think, comes from Frank Herbert wrote that Duncan is the best swordsman, <laughs> and he lived on a sword island, yeah. and I'm sticking with it. Swords are a thing. Leave me alone. <laughs> and I think that's where a lot of that narrative comes. I from. I mean, who doesn't watch? Want to watch Jason Momoa's wield a sword? He fuck when he like knocks it. He's like, yeah, yes, yeah, come on. And then the fucking Harkonnen dudes were like, yeah, the you can take, you can take the ornithopter. Away oh, with you, hell dogs. <laughs> That's right. That was a great line. <laughs> it was good, especially since he didn't get to drop the mood as a thing for cattle and love play. 
Yeah. You know, oh no, that was, no, uh, that, that was, was uh, dirty that was anyway. Dirty. Yeah. But, I was uh, hoping for that, know, but I actually think that was way cheesy of... too. Only yeah. Picard could do that. Now guard <laughs> yourself for truth. <laughs> for truth. Um, yeah. I, no, I thought, I okay, so, uh, so not to just jump over Momoa for, for Brolin, which Momoa is quite was, honestly on a chessboard as a maneuver. He was my biggest question mark when they announced the cast. I was like, really? Oh, really? I thought it was good. Gone. Yeah, yeah. I was, I'm with you. I, I have no problem with that. It didn't strike me like Weird. he was going to do it. He did really? do it, though. I just didn't <laughs> think that he could, but he proved I was wrong. Are you thinking like it needed to be a little bit more authoritative, like authoritarian? I think it was an intellectual dude? thing. <laughs> I just kind of thought Momoa was a little, not dim, but he wasn't. He didn't, he didn't strike me Brolin, as deep Brolin. waters. You know what I mean? We're talking Momoa, right man. And Idaho. Oh, you're is, talking about. Oh yeah, oh. we're talking, talking about. about are we talking about Josh Brolin? Not Gurney. We're, talking... we're not talking about Gurney. We're talking about Duncan. Oh. Which is obviously a huge topic because Duncan is the echo throughout this. Well, this he just always plays but... those kind of guys, and it, you know, like uh, uh, this his is... Game of Thrones character wasn't a, a real bright guy. He yeah, played yeah, Conan, sure, not the brightest sure. bulb. It's easy Aqua subject bro. to his body. Aqua bro, yeah. yeah. I just thought there might be more of that, but it made him just broish enough. He's like the cool uncle that he's supposed to be from <laughs> the book. Think, I think it was supposed. I think yeah. they leaned yes. it into the relationship of Paul and Duncan. And also, I'm like, they were like, okay, this guy, spoiler, gets fucking cloned for 10,000 years. He'll be back in the third yeah, movie if sense. they do it right. <laughs> like, Maybe all the ladies want to see up. that shit. Dude, he's oh, got the best contract of any of those guys. He's going to be in all of them. I'm like, Except for the yes, second movie. Please. He'll come back in the third, like the great reveal. Man. Yeah, well, I wonder how far they're going to go because I think Dune has baked into it a stopping point, and that's God Emperor. I don't think anybody has been able to conceive going into God Emperor. I think there's it's a super hard, hard cut. I even got confused when I read God Emperor, Her uh, Heretic's Chapter House. Like I started going, my brain's exploding. They get so horny towards the end. <laughs> yeah, they start getting... Those turn into some there's, real horny books. There's going to be... They'll, they'll, they'll have to get R. There's just yeah, you can't you do heavy petting, but by that sexual time, imprinting. What Corey was saying is the offshoots, the the rogue ones, the the yeah. fucking you, go, you get the rated the, R. The, the Duncan makes a uh, <laughs> Helen Gaius's yeah. great grandniece. She was supposed to sexually <laughs> imprint like, him, but she he, did the switch he did around, the old and flip flop, a swip, a drop, versus the polarity. Yeah, they're, that, that's they're not. I don't think I don't think as a tr as a series, this has the legs to go. Past too far past God Emperor. God Emperor would be neat to as a cliffhanger, and they probably make nothing past that. And that's only if people like Paul's kids. Okay, let's let's propose this then. This is the the stopping point for this round, and then maybe someone will pick it up again. The Villeneuve groove. Yeah, this might be Denny Villeneuve or whoever it might even change directors. But after God Emperor, maybe they pick it back up. And bring, like, some other... With David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> I think if the people like it, they'll keep making more. Yeah. And if it has to get horny and weird, it will. <laughs> yeah, with a big worm go. man. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. The face dancers and fucking. Is Eric Baker still the... alive? Rick Baker? Rick Baker. Oh, he's retired, yeah. though. 
Let's bring him out. It's like Rambo style. He's like, I don't do that anymore. But I got need the best. You, but yeah, if they have the license for everything, like you said, like they'll milk the fuck out of it. Like Denny, well, they, Denny's they, not going to do it I've forever. I've heard that they have like a Benny Jesseret spinoff show, Coming TV to HBO, show. Which, on, That's going to be dope because yeah. the Benny Jesseret, man, they, they, well they need to be, tap. they have been. They need dealing. their own spinoff. They, they <laughs> yeah. have been making all the people for all this for all the complete things. eugenics yeah totally. Nazi nuns. through their vagina yeah. they literally can go yeah i'm gonna make a boy nazi uh, yogi, nazi you know yogi nuns yeah i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you boils <laughs> yeah i'm gonna yeah. give you you're gonna be fucked up you selectively give people yeah. vd like they put do your it the put band. your business in here i'm either gonna make a girl a boy nothing or give you boils yeah yeah with it with the theme of the human potential um, and having computer schools to make mentats, planets, you know, a planet even. And, and they didn't touch on the juice of Safu and, and AIDS or whatever. They're just the idea that you're going to have, you know, spice augments it. Mm-hmm. The Bene Gesserit do that with body conditioning and th- religion. Yes, you know, and, it, and mind control. Right. They, they're ninjas. They're, they, they're like ultimate, uh, they're, you know, obviously well past ninjas. But the idea of like, hmm, I'm going to navigate this situation for X amount of means. And I can see by the sweat above your brow, this, that, and the other thing. They're, um, they, they're super deep for some sort of spinoff, I imagine. I did miss the Juice of Safu Kool-Aid mouth. It was that, and they yeah. went with the Asian, like, the little, little Asian the little lip, and, which maybe was like, mm. Very Queen Amidala. Yeah, and I was like, I like the Kool Aid mouth idea. Right. Whereas, like, the juice of Safu, and they're like that drinking. Whole, that whole rap he does, uh, what's his name? Who plays him in, in 84? Brad Dura. Uh, Brad Dura, who's hard to beat. And I like David DeSmolchin, and I think he was a great choice. But Brad Dourif just fucking kills it. But that whole thing that the, 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 the lips acquire a stain, the stain because more. Is that in the book? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I can never remember. That's not a stain. That's like a tattoo. Right. Yeah, so I kind of... That's why that little... No, I know the the fact that they had the lips, but that that litany he was doing, is that in the book? Yeah, the Jesus after. Okay, that's what I need to remember. Lips become this, whatever. So it didn't feel like... It definitely... They kind of... We didn't see no juice of anything. And that's why they didn't talk... They probably didn't even say that... That... um, that little chant. Yeah. And I'm wondering if in this second go around, if they go into a uh, mentat training, mm. if, because Paul's been trained as a mentat, but you can't yeah. tell a mentat that it's getting trained as a mentat till it's like 16 or so. It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, listen, yeah, they been... get them small. It's like Russian gymnasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Asians, figure skaters. They yeah. like them young. You know, so I, I wonder if they're going to, if, if that would be a world or a, or a, a whole, um, ethos that we might delve into in this in the second movie mm-hmm. or if they just decide to soft shoe it and say yeah paul's you know paul's smart too um you know with the idea that you can't get in all the way into benny jesuit and there's just so much material it's it's the really the saddest and most perfect example of like the well the book did you read the books <laughs> um you know yeah was there anything from the books in this Danny Villeneuve version that you were like looking forward to seeing, but he didn't cover. I it was a small moment, but I thought a big one, and he alluded to it really hard with, with the Jameis uh, visions 
of the possible futures and you know he saw Jameis being his mentor really and it's so and maybe when they get you know maybe when they get back to the siege when they have the ceremony for Jameis I really wanted to hear that you know Jameis was a friend of mine line because it really solidified everything he had seen that and like he had lived it like he had spent time with Jameis in his visions and knew him you know well beyond meeting a guy and within 15 minutes having to kill him right and it was such a cool moment to me and now that i think about it it's close enough to the end they might sneak it at the beginning of the next one but i was looking forward to that well let's see i d- i did have my only thing that i can't get past on the second and so i second or third watching they still show that knife in the same bad photo like apple slideshow oh yeah of the cries knife I know when they showed um, Chani over and over, it was different angles. Sometimes yeah. they repeated, but then they always showed the knife in yeah, the like same a, bad lit. Like yeah, I like took a, a studio photo. light on it. Yeah, and then it would move like an apple, or right. just like a just, drift across just like street. a bad yeah. slideshow like from just vacation. Ken burns it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And I was like, they showed it three times, and mm. I'm like, do something different with it i get that you it's important but is that really as important yeah and i also feel um the the david lynch movie hit on this importance of knives and we talked about um the sword school and and they're they're not using ballistic weapons so much they're using hand-to-hand combat with knives and swords and stuff like that um but i also think it betrays that theme when someone can be like Oh, you're about to go into battle with uh, your for your life. Here, use my knife. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm good with mine. Like, uh, you're gonna give me a new weapon? Like, Chani gives him the Chris knife, and here's an honor, and here's this, and it's it's a it's a plus one. It's you a badass know. knife, but it's like that's like six inches longer than my normal one. I'm gonna <laughs> cut my leg. Yeah, you know, my, my moves are gonna be changed. You don't bring a Ginsu to a Chris knife fight. <laughs> it cuts through tomatoes and cans. Yeah. <laughs> you seen this? You guys seen this? <laughs> and you stab right through a still suit though. Yeah. Which did you see that when he took the stab? I thought this was a great just touch that if you blink, you miss it. And he stabs him up. Water shoots out. I did like that. It, it was a blood. good one. It was also good another one. great cheat for your PG thirteen rating, but just a cool like. And it was realistic. clear. It was water. Yeah, realistic. And awesome. water is probably more um, <laughs> right, valuable more. than blood. Yeah. Yeah, they should make you strip naked so you don't waste all the water in your still suit. Do you like that other <laughs> you cheat? Let me get your suit? That won't get the PG thirteen rating either. <laughs> Speaking but. of PG thirteen, when they showed. Lido naked, but they had the the table <laughs> the right the table. there. I was yeah. like, nice. Yeah. Or not. The Duke's, the Duke's Let jewels. it rip. You didn't want to see yeah, Oscar eyes dick. <laughs> I liked how that kid had to do that serpent walk on the on the on the <laughs> dude. dudes. It reminded me of the movie in uh what was that movie? The uh oh, fuck. Oh Serpentine, I know. Serpentine. Yes, you run Serpentine. Hillary the called in-laws. The, oh, I thought you were gonna talk about like uh, "Can't Buy Me Love" the dance, the African anteater oh, dance, <laughs> or Apocalypto, where you gotta they're gonna shoot you with arrows yeah. and ran away. I Hillary, just thought it'd be like a dance the kids would start doing, like it's gonna be a TikTok dance. Totally, <laughs> exactly. Hillary called it something the 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 San 
the desert shuffle or something. Yeah, <laughs> walk without rhythm, you yeah. don't attract a worm. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, it was kind of goofy, but also like, how would you depict that? I, I I never pictured that correctly in my brain. I guess reading it was. It never looks cool, and in the in the in the TV sci-fi uh, show, they carried, um, which I think they said in the books too, uh, like basically like a small tarp behind them to smooth out their tracks. Oh, and you'd you'd walk you'd walk silly, uh, so you don't attract a worm. <laughs> John know? Cleese would never get ate by a worm. <laughs> John Cleese, <laughs> he's still wearing a three-piece suit, walking crazy yeah, across those dudes, stepping, doing pirouettes. Fremen are like, we don't fuck with that guy. <laughs> Thank you, dear. <laughs> Strolling through the desert. Mm, I see you're going through. Jack right. Worm. worm. <laughs> okay, Spice. let's, let's cast him in the second one. <laughs> let's do it. So they had different ways to approach how to hide your tracks. You think about how vast. This is what what um, the cinematography took me into. And... Um, and they and Danny did a, a great job and, and crew was how vast of a world this is a sand dune you can't pick out from another sand dune you've seen giant rhythms and when you go into it it's like looking at coastlines you, you look at it, you do the google maps and you start zooming in and you realize how much fucking detail there really is in in the world um how big this world is and there's one city it's arakeen and it's behind that wall and the rest of it is just fuck town you know <laughs> and it's a planet of just like antarctica like nobody's been there ever ever in the world history you know is what they think mm-hmm. fremen are all over this place because they got the desert power it it's this movie illustrated that with the beautiful cinematography how vast it is if you fly for four hours in a fucked up ornithopter which i think they did a great that job that was great yeah. that dust drawing that was pretty looking, cool guys. great I, thing looked it moved great you're like that's design. how it works it's i feel so like flat. he described him as insect like in the book i'll go yeah i'll I, go with that I, that feels true i heard this I uh, those those same sound guys that were talking about the the voice sound they were um they were talking about how they did the the sound effects for the ornithopter like how to get that like what the fuck does that sound sound like and it was a combination of uh it was like the sounds from a motor mixed with um beehive sound and then also a uh like a tent they got a tent strap and i don't know how fast they made the wind go but they made it flap oh yeah and and the last (laughs) last part of that uh recipe was a cat a cat purring oh angry cats purring Oh, that's good. That oh, that's good. Sense. Wow. It's like those Star Wars guys. Like, they'll just mix all kinds of fucking animals. Oh, yeah. High tension yeah. line that you hit with a bat. And, yeah. I remember yeah. seeing that as a kid and going, oh, yeah. Because on my grandpa's farm, he had some uh, some power poles, and they had those just like, yeah. and if you went up there with a wrench and smacked it, it sounded just like a Star Wars blaster. You take, the, you take a metal slinky and put two of the slinks into your teeth, bite down on it, and drop the rest on the ground, it doesn't hurt or anything like that, but it sounds crazy in your head. It is a full-on <laughs> chum, 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 chum. What kind of maniac does that? Yeah, like, putting so metal slinkies. First of all, metal in you your mouth is that, like, I was like, yeah. my feelings are all freaking exactly. out. I don't want to lose a tooth to a slinky. It seems, it seems weird, but obviously, this, obviously the structure of the slinky takes all the potential I energy and converts it kinetic energy, and it doesn't hurt your teeth at all. You don't feel it at all. It's less worse than 
biting a knife and diving it's into the It's just spiritually wrong. Who bites a That's knife? That's what it is. It's... Did you bite a knife? Yeah. He's, he needs Jesus. <laughs> I need Shia Lud because there's this Shia one scene Lude. that I missed, Augie, to go back to you. What they didn't put in is when Paul put the knife in his teeth and dove in to the, the sailing sand. ship that went. I don't know if that happened. I don't Dive know if straight that, into the sand. But you know what the they sand. did do? This is another one for the nerds. When all the Fremen, before they resheath their Chris knives, they had to draw oh, a little yeah. blood off yeah. the back. Yeah. Obviously not this blood. side. Yeah. <laughs> but off the back of their wrist, yeah. they had to give it a little one and then put it away because it's like the old, like the samurais. You but the reverse order. It. Yeah. You couldn't. Re, you can't resheath a Chris, knife, Chris, Chris knife, with knife yeah. until you drew blood. Yeah. Those are the that is for the Badass nerd. assassin like dudes. I was cool. Not the Fremen. Uh, that's, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that's a Fremen rule. Did like, you reread the books before this came out? Because I don't remember a lot of stuff. I purposely did not read the books again because I had a problem uh, with Game of Thrones where I read all much. the books and then it made the show really terrible for yeah. me. So I, I don't think I've read the original one in probably 10 years. Me too. Good. But um, probably the one that Frank wrote that I read the most recently was Chapter House because mm. 10 years ago I started the old train again. So maybe like five years ago, Chapter House. But Quinn, once again, shout out to Quinn. He's got these great uh, hour, hour and a half. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, like cliff notes with yeah, awesome you just fan know, art. Yeah. And, Quinn's and he ideas. talks really yeah. slowly for us potheads <laughs> to like when we, we fucking go into Quinn, we can be like, He's yes. got a very soothing, soothing Bob Rossi yeah. tone to him. <laughs> he yeah. really does. Yeah. Real deliberate. Even my mom is like uh, subscribed to Quinn. <laughs> he's good enough for Monica. Go check it out. But he's much saltier on Twitter if you follow him. There. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the fuck you's fly. Don't oh. come at him wrong about some Herbert shit. He'll tell you to go fuck yourself. He's all nice on YouTube. Because <laughs> that shit lives forever. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess Twitter does too. Yeah. Oh, what did I just derail? What happened? Different Nothing. side. Okay. Different side of Quinn. I'm going to have to check it out. <laughs> there's, a, there's a ton of ancillary footage you know this is something that we've been kind of swimming around for a while waiting for this movie to come out is uh the the scene shots the a little bit of live footage of this scene a little cut this mm -hmm. and then finally the trailer the another trailer and and whatnot um how about how about some things they omitted like for instance we haven't seen or heard about fade I know. Right. We, I've, this has been a thing. That's like you're going to see all of a sudden that Tobey Maguire was on the set of Danny oh, Villeneuve's oh, oh, oh. No, no, He's too no. old. <laughs> I'd rather have Elijah Wood. That's your favorite. If I had to do... <gasps> Who wouldn't? He's too old, too. He looks like he's still If you're going to do though. that, just get Rudy anyway. Shit. I actually hope Sean this is... <laughs> Sean I love Sean Astin. That was my kid... Teen bop crush. He, oh, but he's he had me he at is. the inhaler and Mikey because I'm yeah. an asthmatic too. <laughs> yeah. And when he fucking used his inhaler in the Goonies, I was like, you're my favorite. Oh, you um, I hope they actually uh, choose an unknown. An yeah. unknown person that can right. make it his own. Doesn't bring too much baggage. Do, no baggage and just like is a new person that we can just be like. Oh, we cast who? another musician. Let's get Justin Bieber in there. Oh my God. God. He'd be a great fit. Ed Sheeran. 
These are you keep it on that redhead thing. That's <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to keep I'm, keep I'm, hashtag keep Harkonnen. Red. Well, just so you know, all the Har- Harkonnen so far are bald, so we don't know mm. what hair color they have. Well, we'll shave off Bieber's <laughs> dreads and we'll get him in the movie. You He'll look Bieber great in, in a little there, I will, eagle it underwear. Will be, I'll be over. <laughs> I know that underwear is nice. Yeah, he's supposed to be like kind of pompous and when shitty comes a little out, bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, give, give me room. No, Except I think no, the Beebs is almost no. 30. He's too old, too. He's too old. Ugh. Let's not do that. Let's not even talk about that. <laughs> but I want like a super young, who's Jennifer Connelly's husband? He also played WandaVision. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, the Vision. Oh, the British guy? Yeah. I want like a super young version of that dude. Right. In in face. Like kind of from proper, but kind of, yeah. and kind of not. Yeah. You ever hear him in interviews? He's like, I'm stupid, and I don't yeah. know anything. <laughs> I can't believe anyone pays me for anything. I want that guy. Kind of He's hilarious. <laughs> He's hilarious. He talks about how disappointed yeah. Jennifer was after <laughs> they actually got together because she thought he was smart because of the accent. He's like, no. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> Not going to work out that way. What a guy. Like, I Paul. think I could kick it's it with Paul that something. guy. Yeah. He yeah. sounds like somebody you want to kick it yeah. with. Anyway, someone like that. Well, him like, and Jennifer m- must have children at this point. No, yeah, they so do. Let's, let's cast them up. Yeah, that's true. They're we, all girls. You need someone who can hey, play. Don't be 18. so. Don't be so close. I would love. You know? I love that they made Lita. Lita uh, they did some gender yeah, swaps. Yeah, they did some gender. That's right. Swaps. Yeah. Doctor Leah Kine. Let's flip it yeah. so that people were upset about that. Oh, they yeah. were super upset well, about it. We see, it wasn't just a woman, but it was a black woman. I know, and I was and you like, have "Fuck to whisper yeah, it. it's if you're awesome. super secret racist, you can tell the secret racist when they just whisper people's ethnicity. Do like, it, yeah. Oh, you know, because Frank and he's Mexican. <laughs> you know, that's like that's the tell right there. Yeah. But yeah, that might, I imagine that got people whipped up. But fuck off, jeez. And she had just uh, one of the best deaths too, where, where <laughs> Leah Kynes is is resigned to basically walk off into the desert. But in this version, I like what she went. She was fixing to ride the ride yeah, one. Riding, That's right. And then all yeah. of a sudden she came. Right. Yeah, she was getting ready for it, and uh, and then called it. Or was it her that had the splash? Or somebody got stabbed and water came out. It might have been her. I think now, it was her. It came it from her? behind. Remember? Was it her? Or All was right, it, we have to yeah, go in for yeah, the fourth yeah, watching here. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Can we... Tonight, I got mushrooms. Let's go. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> could do it. I mean, it's uh, Saturday night. How to. did you guys feel about how tribal they went? I was down with it. I mean, that's very. he's very specific in the book about how he draws on a lot of uh, Islamic tradition for the Freeman and even it's it's melded in with the orange catholicness of it like it's it's been so long that they all kind of yeah zen sunni you notice like mm-hmm. the, they had like that call to prayer and everybody's kneeling and like it's islam but somebody was working a rosary if you noticed mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. okay they've all just they've you know, melded it but they the the fremen were always very based in like uh an islamic sort of uh aesthetic yeah, I I like the introduction to how serious the religion on Arrakis is, and and by proxy the Fremen, when cinematically they started showing these circular cut steel extruded, you know, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, window panes and the the diffused and dappled light coming through there, a little bit of dust in the, in the air, and them chanting where you saw the the rosary beads. Um, 
<laughs> where, you, where you go like, that's hard. like you do four times a day, really? really? Yeah. Wow, okay. You're, it, we're way into that religion. And then the unveiling that the Fremen are more they vast are. than we had previously thought. Vast. And they're incredibly religious. And they're really into it. Yeah. And Paul is now set up to kind of be the the, the the bringer the comer and 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 the overall bummer um, and and i like that paul was kind of like fuck, fuck. It, it tripped him out right you've been, you the... been telling them me like, I didn't he was know that. Pissed, which i thought was a great uh beat to pick up on cause... i like that and and i think the fremen are amazing characters and probably nobody i could hang out with um <laughs> but you you see it as you know like like the, a zealotry to them, um, that that amalgamation of different religions that have been boiled down through through thousands of years and spread throughout space. They're just, right, because they were the Zenzunis. I they, was like, just they, gonna say that they have been. They were like told to leave, and then they've been trying to find a home for like thousands, like the Zen Sunni. Of, right there, you've yeah. got yeah. your Islamic and your uh, your Eastern. Right there. Well, I You're can't combining remember, the Sunni and, I have to go and the back Zen. To see where they came from, but they were told to go, and they actually <laughs> went around all the worlds. Right. And finally, went to Arrakis, stayed there, and then be- renamed themselves the Fremen. But I actually right. can't remember because they mixed that up in the this movie. I don't remember from the books, but they bring it. They're up. trying to say that the Bene Gesserit has been putting this Messiah. Yeah, the mission of Protectiva. Mission, yes. But did that come, was that even before they went on Arrakis, you think? Yeah. Well, yeah, they've been they selling that home. all over the yeah. galaxy, you know, yeah. for their contingency plan. But, yeah, they do. They are the wandering tribe that kind of finally mm-hmm. said, but, you know, super spoilers again, once again, five, four or five books in, Space Jews. But they are. The, they come they, back. They are laying low because apparently even in the year 10,000, whatever, they gotta lay like it's a problem. More pogroms, you know. And it's, it's such an interesting beat when he brings that back around again. I'm looking for. I don't know. I, I hope they do the whole fucking thing. I hope they do the whole. I hope they go all the way. I hope they tell the whole story. And it gets kind of. You ever watch that show Heroes? Mm-mm. Say the cheerleader, say the world. It got so confusing at the end like when they started having a guy that could have like the powers of everyone and then everyone's going back in time and it just got very confusing that's how chapter house and heretics and chapter house came for me i'm like wait a minute and so i don't want to reread it i would actually like to see the like denny Villeneuve's or whoever's the director linear telling of that story through their filter yeah, be, because the books one. the books were fucking crazy. They yeah. got crazy. It, they they threw me off after yeah. a bit, and um and it was it was too much of like and then this and, and then <laughs> aha this and then or and, like that's what you think, Batman. <laughs> I kind of felt like it was like then these other people came after they were expelled for a thousand years, and they yes, came back as all the these scattering. other people, yeah. and then all of a sudden they had the faces of other people, but then there's. They find um, Leto's fucking journals, and he's like, "Oh, I only have this on Arrakis to find for you to find when you came back after like five thousand yeah. years." And then it just like the foretellings of all the different futures. The national yeah. treasure. I just started move. losing my brain. And I don't think it can go there. I don't think it's gonna go there in any time. 
um, maybe some offshoots like what you're talking about with the Rogue One example, but this story loses steam. The whole the whole saga loses steam halfway through God Emperor, basically. Um, unless you're doing this weird truncated version of the Bene Gesserit plan, you know, the Missionara Protectiva or so, and you're just like, that's the theme of this series, this library of work, and it'll take you all the way through. And Paul's family becomes just an addendum you know, the, the Atreides become just part of it. It's a way that I think the Fantastic Four needs to be rebooted where the movie's called Doom and <laughs> the Fantastic Four are just kind of a thing Ancillary he has to deal with on Tuesday, Thursdays, and sometimes weekends, yeah. you know. Um, that's how I think they could approach the 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 scope of, of Frank Herbert's saga of, of Dune um, all the way through Chapter House. But it it does it gets tiring. I mean, you could follow Duncan the Duncan trials. It the Duncan, the Duncan Duncan's like my favorite part throughout the whole yeah, thing. It's the it's one like a familiar, line. familiar face. Well, it'd be cool if they, if they were gonna fill it out like you're talking about. If they can do like some short animated uh, sci-fi there you go. kind of things, that'd some be a little connective tissue be between the. There is. It's like Tolkien-esque. There's enough. <sighs> there's so much. It really is like the Lord of the Rings yeah. of sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the first person to say that, but I'm the last person to say that. <laughs> Until today. Or just today. Yeah. We looked it up we looked up the years when they wrote the stuff. Tolkien comes way earlier. Way earlier. He's oh, yeah. easy OG. He was yeah. like late forties, early fifties. Isaac Asimov and Tolkien are the reasons why this exists. Right? No doubt. And each yeah, yeah. each each one of those writers just did different kinds of different kinds of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like very specific kinds. <laughs> Yeah, what Tolkien, was Tolkien do? Was Tolkien it tobacco? Had, Tolkien I'm was thinking, into the psychedelics. I'm thinking what? he was a, he had to be a, like there's they had they in smoked a three piece the, suit no less. I know, but that's how you had to do it because I heard something that C.S. Lewis used to kick it with. They used to hang out. Yeah, with but Tolkien, no. yes, yeah. but C.S. Lewis wasn't down with the shroomery. Could be in. A, he was a very devout guy. Like that wasn't part of his program. See, like, who, he would who mention wrote Alice in Wonderland. No, no, that's no, Lewis Carroll. That's who Lewis was way Alice. into heroin. That's and, different and, story and other other uh, yeah. Lewis, younger yeah. ventures. But he was the Narnia guy. guy. Oh, screw tape. Screw tape letters. letters are fucked up. That's a great book. Dude, I can just see up. those two rowing boats being like, you know what I was thinking about in my world? Oh no, they would literally hang out at the bar and kidding like, hey, how's your writing going? And yeah, like, with the patches on their elbows and everything. Yeah. It was beautiful. I'm thinking about a lion. Thinking <laughs> Tolkien was a Christ Jesus? metaphor. Tolkien was a stoner. Herbert was a big psychedelics guy. Yeah. And you can see, Wait, yeah. Tol okay. C.S. Lewis, Tolkien, Herbert. Herbert, psychedelics. Tolkien was more of a stoner. Tolkien, yes. Yeah. Lewis probably is. Probably a little, got his cups or something like that. But absinthe and. Uh, but Lewis Carroll was, he was like, what Token you got? with Tolkien. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know what we're doing after after fair warning. <laughs> Token with Tolkien. <laughs> Goddamn. So what do you guys want to see? What you We want... Jared and I want the whole thing. We want. The, I, I'm we want down for all of it. Full meal deal. We. Want, I feel like I the want worst. All of it. I yeah. want the TV shows. I want the full. The full Marvel spread. Marvel yeah, yeah. spread. Marvel totally. Phases. The, think of like your least favorite Marvel movie. Um, probably the first Thor, maybe not great. or somewhere in there. But, but you know I what? Like the third one. Not terrible. Killer. Nah. 
but it's just not great, but yeah. not terrible. I will take it's a library work. I will take the Thor Dark World of the Dune universe. Yeah, and smile. I'm not even care. I'm I'm down for however much they want to throw at us because I'll just you know it's no problem pick and choose you know. Um, I would love to see the effort put towards all of it. As far as Denny involved, I can see the second one, and there will be a huge conversation in some smoky office about like, get out while you can, kid. Uh, you did two. They were huge. The stories, maybe, you know, it's the Potter universe where you got Chris, you know, was it Chris Carter? And then, uh, you know, a few other directors who kind of take stabs at it. This is going to be a little bit grittier. He's good with kids. <laughs> it's going to be like Batman. He's, yeah. Everyone yeah. gets you know, to take, do their take on it. Well, yeah, you get you get the th- second director coming in on the third movie. I can see. Okay, the Joel Schumacher-esque, when it gets real horny and weird, that's when you take it real <laughs> camp. That's when you get real camp with it. Yeah, yeah. Still played by Duncan, though. Still, still, still our guy. Well, yeah. He's got the range. He's going to ride. I think Jason Momoa is going to ride this. He's going to ride the whole thing. Yeah. He's taking this to the end because Duncan is the longest standing character in this. Um, So to be able to film process wise, um, you have to get T-Shell right now Mm -hmm. until until Messiah is done. Yeah, and he's good because I imagine that I if he when wants he's to, fifty, he'll look like thirty-five. He can grow sure. facial hair. I'm imagining he's in his <laughs> mid twenties. Yeah. He can get some facial hair. That'll do a, a world of wonder right there. Uh-huh. And you know he'll probably be thirty by the time the movie comes out or whatever. He, he, they can do it. Jesus, yeah. What was that? Shy hello, Mwadeep. Um. I'm having a hard time seeing T-Shell, saying Long Live the Fighters. Mm-hmm. Him um, inspiring um, Legions the crew. Yeah, the is going to be a little tough, but we, we'll see. And I got to say, I think one of the weakest parts of this movie was when he was seeing himself in the future. And, yeah. and he's in white desert armor. Gold yeah. armor. Gold armor, and he's doing spin flips over fucking people and stabbing and then takes his mask off so we can all see i was like that sucks i was yeah. like that's dope that was the. <laughs> I liked it. did you like it yeah, i did i i was i didn't like it because uh it was so on the nose and it was, it was on the tone. nose it was you're right it felt like uh and plus like his face looked really weird it looked weird because they yeah. they superimposed it yeah. into that armor because yeah. there's no way he did it as an actor kind yeah. of deal oh, it just true. was just like i hope they don't marvel out the second part of this movie, the second part of this, this uh, the first book, where now Paul's going to be doing spin flips, and he's just like, uh, oh, that's the most superhero. best person ever and the bestest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then Fade's got no choice, you know, um, no chance or whatever. Oh, you you want to feel this humanistic yeah. Yeah, to keep it grounded in yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, he can't be flying and shit, even though, you know, I am looking forward to the first time he has to catch a worm. Hell yeah. mm. Because I, that's when we're going to see the fucking that's process. Muad'Dib calls a big one. I was hoping they'd it show is that. the legend. <laughs> well, they showed those guys. Yeah, they showed some of those writers, right? Right on the outro, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah they reveal it and kind of like, what are you doing, man? No, sorry about that. <laughs> they showed the desert power. <laughs> yeah, that um, desert power theme that they put out oof. too. It was. It came out in David Lynch's. As 
Maybe uh, not as much speech. as the book, but yeah. it it was like a big theme in this movie, and I like that they they recognized that they needed help. Same. And uh, Desert Power. Yeah. They re- they gave the Fremen like a like that's that's actually going to be the only way that you're going to get out of this alive. I think that this right, movie explained that yeah. better to me yeah. than the book did. Yeah. I don't think I ever really picked up truly on that. On the desert power the, thing. Yeah. He, he always said that, it. He amplified that thing. I heard which, it. I just didn't understand yeah. it until this movie. And they only mentioned it once in David Lynch's. I don't know about the sci-fi channel, but yeah. it was a big theme. Like, it was called out early. Like, the only way we're able to do anything and have any kind of power and pull is desert power. Yeah, we got to harness this place. Um, and uh, they're, they're setting up for some really cool cinematography for them starting to traverse the desert live in the desert that that being the normal environment instead of again to circle back to seeing this through the eyes of paul him his introduction to it and his faltering steps uh, of how to stay alive for the next two days three days now we'll see you know we're gonna start fucking shit up we're gonna have gurney show back up they, yeah, I imagine. Oh, Gurney! When they, he re, when he reunites with Gurney. When he reunites with Gurney, I imagine um, this the the second movie is going to keep it in. That's one of the yeah, scenes they're going to so. revisit. You got to because he comes not? back, and you know whether they not they tackle. He thinks that uh, Paul's mom is the traitor. They didn't really bring uh-huh. up a, a lot of that in this movie, and I don't know if that'll happen. But yeah. did anyone see the stills that they released of uh, the photography book? Oh, that's what it's from, I think. Or it's showing him with the ballast set. Bernie Halleck is holding the ballast set. Like, it got filmed. Yeah, it got filmed. Ah. We just didn't get to see it. Mm-mm. Mood is for, what is it? Mood <laughs> cattle, is cattle for. Cattle and love cattle play. And love play. Uh, it, oh, I was just looking at that image you have up there of uh, but Stellan Skarsgård is the Vladimir Harkonnen. One of the more striking images. To come oh, out. totally. What do you think of the not so subtle uh, apocalypse now nod with the Colonel <laughs> Kurtz oh. rubbing his hand the over his bald head? Bald head. Yeah. Now that you mention it, that did look similar, <laughs> dude. That was oh yeah, a lot. yeah, big time. Good fucking um, characterization. I hate listening to people eat on in in real life and and on screen you know when they add the extra smacks and stuff and and i understand that that was the hard line into this guy is gluttonous he's just taking taking and uh um i liked his i liked his whole approach to it and i feel finally justified that i've been working on a stellan skarsgård impersonation for so many years and it's it's finally gonna (laughs) it's gonna it's gonna catch um (laughs) I, I liked it. I liked his. Uh, it's his still really muted, it. though. I feel like his character was still really. Uh, even though the visuals were it's a, slow, it's a quiet. It's super it's a quiet, quiet storm. Because David Lynch's is like. Yeah. And he will know his eye, yeah. who encompasses his doom. Come on! I loved it, though. I loved. I loved, I loved it Lynch's. Too. Because he, that actor had a range. He yeah. went, he went from like, he was almost, when he said, hell no, hell no. Like he was surprised himself. Yeah. He was saying it again, like or, how emotional he was getting. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, I won't tell you. Um, and then a little spittle. What a luxury. Oh God. Damn. Like there was, there was active decadence 
what, what he's got two tones as far as yeah. Stellan's going. He's got a brooding genius and he's got kind of weak gluttonous, you know, and, right. and he's constantly bouncing between, you know, vibrating between the two. But um, I, when they show him come up, they don't show his suspensor field machinery, just that he's too big to hold himself mm-hmm. kind of deal. And he comes out, he comes out of the, 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 you know, this isn't that out of the oil scene, which right. by the way, he also can hold his breath. Yeah, for a really long time. Oh, fuck. Because <laughs> yeah. that but was he's healing. He's in a back-to-tank. He's totally in a back-to-tank. like a shitty, no, muddy one. No breathing device. But I also pores, think that like... maybe that oil was oxygen-rich. Like I'm, like I'm, a, like the abyss. Like a water right, burst. Right, but you got to have it in your lungs for it to, to respirate, which means you got to regurgitate. But I'm totally into the sci-fi <laughs> idea of... Yeah, whatever. You know, this is just scenery right <laughs> yeah. now. Um, and maybe he just went in. Um, but... Uh, I like when he, he he has his suspenser moment that comes out. Um, they didn't necessarily have to show that, but no. But when he comes over the long table at Dark View and he's oh. out of focus, yes, it's the creepiest, scariest. It really cool. is. It's such a good cinematic device to have that in there. Him him being able to come in and out, um, and fi- it, it it sets up the find him in the frame game, which after uh, Leto hits the tooth um in the book the baron's really pissed that he lost piter yeah he's yeah. like Huge. that's the big loss is like his mentat we're not getting another twisted mentat like piter he was the twisted of the twisted he was um, the photo negative of of thufer of it was like the equal such as sith the, version of the jedi thufer the foil yeah. which is fade to to paul um but uh, but you know I like seeing that he's recuperating up in the corner of the <laughs> of the frame in the ceiling because he just took himself to the farthest corner possible, got in fetal position, and was like, "I gotta ride got this out." Up. I'm a little jammed up. Yeah. Everybody else is dying, um, and I might die too. I I liked that. Because I did like quickly. how hardcore the poison in this one was. Yeah, everybody compared in the room to the other one, down. it was just like crunch and just a gas. <laughs> yeah, and then the Baron like the flew tooth. away. And yeah. then this one was like everyone in the room immediately died. Done. And they yeah. shut the Just door. Done. They're cold as hell. They're like, fuck that. Nope. Yeah. They even came in in fucking toxic suits. Yeah. Yeah, you know, totally. looking for. And then they looked at him. They're like, oh, Definitely. shit. Hmm. Get that He's really long alive. stick. Let's get him yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I'll always have a spot though for the David Lynch Baron because Me too. it had this crazy. He that guy had a crazy range. He was swinging for the fences. You kind of figured maybe he's even read the book. You know, like he might he might have been like, yeah, this is an awesome character. I'm going to sink my teeth into, and did it. And Lynch allowed Lynch's universe allowed for that play. He was like the fucked up Oompa Loompa uncle. He like <laughs> seriously was like. Yeah. I might have spawned all Oompa Loompas from a boiler or two. <laughs> like, like he really was, like over the top. Yeah. Good that... range. He got scared. He was like pompous. Like, remember when he yeah. he talked to Lido and Lido said something? He was like, "Wait, what do you, what he does he mean? Yeah, yeah. What is he talking he's about? A... Yeah, Piter, like Piter, like what is he talking about? Yeah, yep. Totally. He showed a range of emotions that weren't wasn't just one note. Yeah. And I think Stellan's is Stellan's gonna be hitting. 
I hope so. I hope he becomes more amplified. I hope so. I I, I think he's going to be hitting more of the single note-ish. Yeah. The the Colonel Kurtz, the brutish, the the I'm I'm scared because I'm or uh, you know because I'm quiet. Kind of a I don't know if they're going to allow him or if he's going to bring that emotional range to that role. Are they going to get into his uh, or the, the predilections towards uh, are boys? They, are they going to get particularly into his any nephew of his... Fade? He he. Oh, he curves out on his nephew. Oh, yeah, he kind he of totally grooming, which they do and, get into in the, in the Lynch yeah. version. Yeah, and Faye likes the attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's mutual. Yeah, there's some weird tones <laughs> okay. that are going to be in the written you, text that they may just. Who do you think is going to be Faye? Okay, talk about this earlier. I can't think about. I can't think of anybody. Yeah, yeah it, it's going to be one of those. Maybe I'll, they get we'll, the I'll kid. You yeah. said you said the old Spider-Man, but what if they get that young Spider-Man kid? No. Tom Holland? Tom Holland. No. I would love to see that, but there's no way. I see yeah. Jules Holland do it then. I, I think Jennifer Lawrence. There you go. I, <laughs> I like I like where your head's at. Why it can't he just stab a woman a... to death? I mean, are we are we really feminists or what? Let's I wonder I wonder if they would do a gender swap with Fade. That'd be crazy. Or just I wouldn't like see that coming, but I would I, I like not that. Not gender swap, just like a non gender. Ooh, Ooh, like a non binary fade. <laughs> yeah, just Oh, what about that? Androgynous. What yeah, about that totally one? Androgynous. That one lady that she quit Twi- the Batgirl oh, show, but she was, was the like girl in the, the, in the third. Yep. Oh, I know you're talking. Third about. John Wick movie, the she, deaf one. Yes. Yes. Who? Did, did you see the John Wick movies? Yes. Uh, she was the uh, the lady that was up against John Wick, but she was deaf, so they were they were always signing oh. to each other. But she was Batgirl too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she was on uh, Orange is the New Black a little bit. Okay. She pulls ass off androgynous well. Totally. And she's a badass at the yeah, same time. She can do the fight choreography. Yeah. Um, All right. So her for Fade. I, well, I think I think Fade's got to carry some weight. I think when they show, when Fade shows up, you got to feel him being the, the foil to Paul and the the problem you know yeah, like yeah, this yeah. could all end with a fucking scrappy fight is it this one? and fade might win this one you know and that's yeah, coming yeah. off of coming, what's going to be set up of paul becoming more and more the leader fade still got to feel threatening mm-hmm. yeah you know got to be some stakes to it got to be some stakes to it be. Huge role, yeah right? do you think it's they're still going to have um, <laughs> Michael singer, Bolton. Michael Bolton. Is so. he going to reprise his role? <laughs> they going to put fucking Bolton in there? If you're going to put Bolton in there, then you're just going to have to recast Sting as Fade. Then fuck it. Sting should be in there somewhere. I wonder. If, I wonder if <laughs> the anybody... Emperor. Emperor Sting. Can yeah. I cast that one? Oh my gosh! Kind of like Dolly being the Emperor in the Hodorowski yeah, idea. Okay. Sting as the Emperor would be great. I wanted to talk about this because that is a crazy documentary about what he wanted to. Because he didn't read yeah. the, he didn't read any read the book. He's <laughs> right. a crazy no. fucking insane awesome filmmaker that makes yeah. crazy shit. And if you watch that documentary, you see what he wanted to do. But like what you were saying, like imagine though in a multiverse where he, the visuals of that, but with Pink Floyd music, <laughs> like right. he was trying to get Pink Floyd, yeah. to be was in it Mick like Jagger, Mick, to be, Mick Jagger was gonna to be, be Paul. yeah. Yeah. And then no, his Salvador... son was going to be Paul. Mick Jagger was going to be somebody Faye? else. Oh, I don't Maybe know. Was, the, uh, the, and then Salvador Dali was supposed the, to be the emperor. Like, he wanted a million dollars. And did he try to get. Um... Why wouldn't you pay that? Oh, fuck. You know, it all looks good in retrospect, right? 
Well, he had a crazy cast, man. And oh, he, my God. It was insane. That is definitely worthy of checking was out. It, it's like, it wasn't Orson Welles was the other one, was it? Yes, Aaron. I think or, Orson Welles was supposed to be in that. I can't I remember. Yeah, it. it's it's the craziest movie that never, never got, got made. made. Yep. And it could, couldn't possibly, but it was amazing how many people it entertained and what sci-fi geniuses came off of being roped into that project that then went out to make aliens and and fucking well that's what's cool because the visuals of this you know that denny came up on that european stuff because like you were saying jordowski had artists like concept artists like geiger he had a mobius Mm -hmm. and when he came to pitch it in the in the u.s to the movie studios they were like uh that's a crazy movie but we'll take your concept artist and make alien and blade runner with them yeah yeah like that's how they got to do all that shit so if it looked like that with those concept artists with fucking if Giger had been on board for it'd be amazing (laughs) we really do have him to thank for the arconan uh aesthetic in the lynch movie because he had done a little bit also we have john paul gautier doing all of the costumes in david lynch's movie Let's talk about the costumes. Yeah. I feel like costumes are not as much of a driver at all in this movie as don't think was so? David Lynch's. Oh, no. No, definitely not. It's a different flair. Yeah. It was flamboyant in David's mind. Like, everything was... But I felt uh, like you got the grit and the look. Yeah. I like the half ball, you know, the 12 head, four heads <laughs> yeah. of the Benny Jesuit. Right. Yeah. I feel like the costumes were not as much of a Cause w- wasn't lit driver. Because with- was it Lynch's or the TV show that had those assassin guys with the chef red chef hats? Yes, and they're supposed to be the, the badass with their chef Boyardee hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not good. It's, that was definitely got to be the sci-fi. Yeah, right? yeah, because Lynch's is um, right in the middle. The sci-fi went way over the top with color, and this one decided to to play it somewhat safe um, with the muted tones uh-huh. and. I mean, it works because from there you can you can go places. But really, it's just large strikes of purple in any of these scenes would feel out of place. Almost like you once you go to this not quite sepia tone, and it's not that yellow filter. But when you start adding like some you know hard out of the tube colors to it, it it it, it gets distracting, and it might it might well, feel. Out I of think the only a- time they're going to do it is for the eyes. Right? It's a muted yeah, palette. It's- You're right. It's a muted palette, and when those eyes show up, they totally stand out. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Am I nuts? Am I am I nuts to think that um, the guys that come in after the poisoning with those uh, suits are not a little bit of a nod to the Sardaukar from the David yeah. Lynch movie? And they you remember totally, th- like they just look like there was like the dark. Uh, E.T. dudes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> With the, uh, as the soon as green I saw face. that, I was like, because the starter car looked goofy in that movie, yeah. no doubt. But when they came in, it had to be. Yeah, and I think a baggy suit every now and then like a tyvek suit with just that's just sealed with the hood and you're gonna throw this whole thing away and we make thousands of them because yeah. this place is fucked up is a nice detail where it's not just yeah. oh, i polish this every day yeah. you know you watching the dinge which is what i kind of like the muted palette in this movie is when you're on the p- desert planet there's going to be some just general dinge you know um I like the worked-in look. It's like why I like parts of Rogue One when they showed stormtroopers stationed on different planets, and you're like, oh, they're muddy. Mm-hmm. They've been there for, I don't know, years, you know? Um, that kind of worked-in look, um, it, you th- that's the Fremen, and then you throw it against some of the, the houses of the Landstrad, 
that are you know showing up with like all right this is our full armor and we're gonna step off and it, it always felt a little bit weird seeing like duke leto in armor and you're like all right this is ceremonial armor this is still pageantry pageantry and we're going back to swords still um but uh but i liked uh i liked all those combinations of looks yeah, it'll be interesting come Oscar time, which is not far off, is it? Do they already announce? They never do Oscars around the corner. Sci-fi. It's always the know. second. Uh, it's like the well, second. yeah. It's always the audio visual yeah, guys audio, on the yeah. stuff they they it's do like, like the, in the afternoon yeah. on the internet that they don't yeah. televise. But I think you I think, think the DPs uh, usually get a did prime give, time mention. Did they I give any like to Blade Runner? You know, that's a great question. You know or what? Arrival? No, that's the one Blade that Runner. I knew he could do Dune from. As soon as I saw Arrival, uh, I, was, it's yeah. a, I knew it. Yeah, There's, perfect. You're right. I, and I'll, I'll throw in Blade Runner. And if you look at it, it's a mix of that, Arrival, and even Sicario. If you watch Sicario, Sicario like he has amazing. this very yeah. visual language. David Lynch used. filmed the first one in Mexico. What? Oh, really? Yeah. What? But when when Say he's doing the, in the first David Lynch is doing was filmed in Mexico. Oh, I thought you were like, David Lynch did a sicker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like, no, wait, what? Was going on that journey too. <laughs> like, uh, two thoughts. New, I awesome. need to watch that. <laughs> no, yeah, because if you if you watch Sicario, like, and he does it in Blade Runner, he does it in this. Like, he loves those overhead shots that yes. just show yeah. terrain. Yeah, and sometimes you don't know where you're at, but he'll find those places in on on the Earth, and even in a non-sci-fi, it'll look alien. Like yes. when he's trying to say, "This is." Now we're in Tijuana, and he'll right. get those he shots great of Sicario. At Sicario. Tons of them, Blade Runner. And you see the, the, the Jeep or the Humvee come in, and, the yeah, fr- and you don't even really know what you're looking at until yeah. you see that other element come in. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, With uh, the Blade Runner, the just to open it up with the um, reflection fields for solar power. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. acres and acres of this neat repeated pattern. You know, that's in that case, some, you know, uh, um, symmetrical ish, but more like laying tiles. And, and then you throw it into, you know, overhead shots of Dune where you have now that whole organic desert patterning. It's, you couldn't lose. I mean, yeah. Dave Lynch even figured out that, you know, just fucking sand dunes look pretty cool. Right, pull back, <laughs> wide frame, <laughs> and you're you're asking if they won a um, an Oscar for it. I think yeah. I think 2049 won an Oscar for it, or I I know at least uh, Roger Deakins won Best Cinematography because it was one of those mm. like how come Scorsese doesn't have one until now, and it was one of those kinds of same. And it was for the some of the. <laughs> And look at his fucking resume, just, man. Yeah, the, you should have got away before the oh, uh, yeah. fuck yeah the deep fake stomp out that that occurred in that movie. Which one? <laughs> when they get De Niro's character stomping that guy to death. Is it the Irishman? Yeah, no. yeah, the Irishman. Yeah, yeah, the Irishman. And it's it's a it's bad. Yeah, it's not good. What do you guys think about the music, the Hans Zimmer uh, score? <sighs> yeah. He outdid himself once again. Another big fan, dude. uh, Not a no. no, He's a big fan of Doom. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. it's coming from the heart. He had a. I heard an interview with him, and he had an interesting thing to talk about um, the music. He remembers watching Star Wars, and it says in the galaxy far, far away. And he's like, "Okay, that's cool, but why does the music sound have horns (laughs) and violins?" And so he approached it from the opposite angle. Made up some instruments. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. 
That guy does music for everything, man. He's always yeah, in he's, every he's, fucking he's movie. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy, but but that young up and comers yep. uh, coming for a spot. The guy that's the other half of uh oh, uh the the guys that do Redbone, but then he's like oh, Gambino? Childish, Childish Gambino. Gambino. Yeah. He's the musical side of Childish Gambino, but he also scores like all the movies. See, I'd put him. Guy. I'd put Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross say, before and, that because uh, I wouldn't mind Devo to see guy. what they did, what what they would do he with did, this. Uh, Especially that's the only other. He's been making Harkonnen music for decades. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The Harkonnen theme. Who's also the Devo? Uh, Mike. Mark, oh, Mark Mothersbaugh does work. He does lots of movie yeah. work. No, Zimmer's the gold standard, right? He's been doing shit for a long time. All the big movies. From everything epic to period pieces to fucking yeah. anything. He the comes m- into all-star cast and all-star crew. Yeah. Like That's it, what I mean. Like, this runway it. and the budget for this is like, it's as far as that they want to go, right? <laughs> really? They, Dude, they, have, they, they, have no, they have no limitations. This couldn't have happened until this moment in time. Yeah. Where visual effects somewhat catch up. Yeah. Uh, you, well, let's and, talk about the worm then. Yeah. Oh, please. Uh, let's let's, let's end on our thoughts the, about the worm here. Let's get okay. to the elephant in the, the worm in the room. <laughs> the worm in the tequila. Sand trout in our yeah. tequila. Did I, it? Did you love it? What did you think? Did it just become like oh done check? Kinda. I, okay. I kind of feel like that's true. I just felt like great. He didn't fuck it up and make it look stupid. Then that was that was it. <laughs> yeah, it made me the second, third viewing. I was like, you'd appreciate it a little yeah. more because it really does. But it's so detailed. It almost hits that uh, like that Transformers threshold where you just you oh, can't right. even take in all yeah. the yeah. detail you're showing me here. Yeah, uh, but in a maybe a cooler way, as the teeth kind of just went back. It was just was this cool. abyss, which is, he describes it in the book is like an abyss with a. Furnace of hell at the yeah. bottom of it. You it know? is, yeah. And I, I, I did like the geometry of how it would open up and then pull the teeth together, pull everything together from inside. And you're thinking like, okay, if you're gonna make a knife out of that, that's probably one of the ones in the way back that haven't rotated to the yeah. front for you or know because those front just ones, the last 18 inches of one. When we were sitting in the Seahawks stadium, I remember remarking <laughs> yeah. to you like, maybe not so much as big as the stadium, but that field is like if this. I think a so. worm I, came up, you know, like a four hundred meter, four hundred eighty meter worm. How big is the bite on that? And you're like, okay, we're talking stadium ish. We can yeah. get the whole field and the first when two they take rows. Take the sand crawler. I think two that, floors, like the kingdom, basically yeah. it's kingdom size. The mouth is right. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you had to fly something in there and fly something uh-huh. out, that was the machinery. You know. Yeah. You're going. You're going. Yeah. You talked about the machinery that that picked up the thing. Yes. Okay, I was wondering about that. You think that guy got fired because he <laughs> fucked it up? Like, how do you think that played out? Because the guys that they went to save live, this, yeah. so they got to go back to the guy that fucked it up. Like, you had one job, dude. Yeah. And you fucked you. up the. You fucked up our had, job. This is, this I don't think is, they had. Time we almost to get died. Fired. Is, they got fucking right. invaded the next. They day. They filed the grievance with <laughs> HR, but it, you know, HR got blown yeah. up about eight <laughs> but, hours uh, later. But you're you're hundred percent right. <laughs> And I think on their way on the flight home, that's exactly the conversation the guy was having with himself because he got out of there 
and he and he didn't bring any passengers on board. He never touched down. He they just lost the carryall. Didn't lose any people. All we did was lose. This is him talking to himself. All we did is lose some gear. The Harkonnens <laughs> probably fucked with strap number three, right. and it couldn't connect. And that's exactly what happened, Brian. All you got to do is just fly home. As as we have the same hey, story. Fly Vanguard right in the flight. We're bringing the Duke home. Just we so you know, the, the spice is still there. It's yeah. still there. We yeah. can yeah. still just, get it. Exactly. Which makes we me wonder. We out a machine. We're yeah, fine. Everything's cool, baby. <laughs> How sandy are the worm shits? I mean, uh, I'm thinking. You know, all this sand they're taking in. Do they coughing up sandballs? That's or are how they you just read passing the it straight through. No, it's how you read the desert. And how do you pass a spice miner craft? You know, <laughs> it goes through that furnace, I guess, and gets melted. I mean, are they like glass oh, shits? The from undigested <laughs> parts of the machinery will absolutely come out in a trail, and they'll be like, yeah, I went that way, and it shit four days later. <laughs> and that's where that tire is. That's the, that's for sure, that's, but it, it does it has a very hot center, so it it could be you know nuclear reacting, so nothing comes out and it's just and that's the best sand. spice you can get like the coffee beans they get that from the tire turds. sand <laughs> when the when the panthers shit out the coffee yeah, beans and they expensive. make the coffee that's Mixed the, very, with the, the, most, the best it's spice it's right the <laughs> most expensive coffee yes the okay, let's are talk doing... about the, the only the fremen get that shit the yeah. sandworms tails yeah. because. They did show it in uh, David Lynch's, mm -hmm. but it was very robotic. All yeah. of a sudden, you're like, oh, the whole myth of the whole yeah, bread. Like... And now it looks like a small model yep. on a fucking thing, and you can see somebody joysticking the <laughs> yeah. back. Jabba's Do you tail think they're ever going to show? Yeah. You, you think they're going to show the full worm? I hope so. You have to. Okay. Well, you never show the full worm. No, no. <laughs> okay. You never go full worm. <laughs> in a shot. You, we, you can get, I'm thinking they can get um, getting onto the worm. That's got to happen. Oh, it's and, happen. And so we're going to see separation of scales. Yeah, separation. And, yeah, and, but it's, on, yeah, and, it, and that's going to be neat, but it's also only on a, like, if you think about the scale of a, a, a sitch maker hook pulling away a scale on, you know, on the, uh, the arc of it pulling away um, something on something that, you know, a worm that has a huge diameter Really, you're just like lifting skin cells, you know. So like, yeah, it's like a little cut. That's it's the, like a little like cut. cut that's driving me crazy right here. Mm -hmm. So we got to get that to the surface. Yeah. You don't want sand to go in that thing because this, right. worms are very sensitive. Is that so, the voice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I was doing was gonna go poop out this uh, reactor, and I was gonna crap out some fremen. Now I gotta give these guys a ride all the way to Arakeen. Uh, somebody on my I back. I gotta take a shit. Crap. <sighs> They're going to get the good stuff. Down to the polar regions <laughs> again. Uh, that'll that'll be a neat scene it, to, to watch how that interaction works and, and, and them to pull themselves on top. But I don't think cinematically you can show a whole worm and anything that's going on top of it without crazy satellite super zoom. I.e., you know, the, the, <laughs> you know, the, I'm in space, I'm coming down, yes. there's the worm, we're on its back. I don't know if Denny, I think Denny might be above that. I think That's so. a little too cliche for him. He, or his cliches are much artier. Yeah. He's got art house cliches. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't fuck with the action movie cliches. As tough, much. tough to show the full scale of the worm if it's not foreshortened. Yeah. And at that point, what are we doing? 
So, but the worm, the, so those knives are made out of their those teeth, right? Uh -huh. Is there anything in the book where it's do they get them from dead worms? Like, how do they get they them? They, they get they them left will... around in the desert? Like, they come out like a molar? Like, they, oh, yeah, right. they, they deal with a lot of sand trout business. And... Yeah, how do they get those, right? They don't, yeah. Well, they got skills. They, they got skills. set up for sand trout water Let's droplet. Let's consult like, the Dune Encyclopedia. You know what? You brought it all the way down here. We at least need to right, refer Chris to knife it. And, and, I'm going to look. Chris Knife and, acquisition uh, policy. Yeah, and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to speculate and go off of kind Chris of memory. Knife. For the water oh. trout, they put like water. They use they use a certain section of the desert and and use water to corral them like a net. Like a net, yeah. And for the Chris knife, they they have a uh, a practice of capturing small worms, and that's how they get the the, the water of life. <laughs> You're getting confirmed by the yeah the dune. And so you can't just get the water of life. You get it. You get it from a worm that you have trapped in this water you pit kind it, of and deal. You get the teeth at the same okay. time, and then you get the teeth. At the, you use all of the animal. That's true. There's I literally a, found this through this what? How many page the book? Dune like, that was quick. You dialed Shit, in. I know it. right to it. The teeth were brought into a siege only infrequently. They were obtainable only when the Fremen found the remains of a dead sandworm. There you go. They didn't even take the baby teeth. They, <laughs> they needed the full meal deal. Did we explain what this book is that Corey's holding? The um, Dune Encyclopedia, which, you know, I'm just trying to read the, the caption, and I feel like it doesn't make sense. I've read it like 15 times this morning when I was making eggs. It says, Frank Herbert's... <laughs> Masterpiece of the imagination, the Dune Encyclopedia. Now it sounds totally fine. But I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to read out loud to myself. You know, it's, it's, but I it's couldn't. Long -winded. Uh, anyway. Masterpiece of the uh, uh, imagination. Yes. And unto, should I put unto in there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm learning all kinds of shit. Did Frank Herbert himself write his encyclopedia for all no. of the works? It was Dr. Willis E. McNelly. Uh, somebody that that's the a, Mc, McMullins would name. like yeah, to hang yeah, out with. Chris buys screws from that guy in, in a cordis. <laughs> <laughs> but that's amazing to have uh, to have somebody publish a tome. I think we agreed that that could be a tome. That's a tome. Mm -hmm. That's a tome. Yeah. It's a tome. The tome A. <laughs> um, about your work. Mm -hmm. Like, listen... This sci-fi is so deep. I need to write an encyclopedia about what's what I. I'm pretty sure is going. I think she's beautiful. I think she's something nice. Holy <laughs> shit! Listen to this. Cries knives of two varieties were produced in the siege factories, fixed and unfixed. A fixed Ooh. blade, which could be stored for an indefinite period of time, was treated by exposure to a series of electric electric currents. Which yeah. fixed the blade's electric field and kept it static. An unfixed blade remained stable only so long as it remained in contact to a human living body. Um, deprived of that, it weakened and crumbled within a matter of hours. The switch, Chris. Uh, blade. May your blade keep chip it and close. Shatter. Yeah, keep it close. You got to keep that that body on it. I mean, that's part of the the bloody in it before you sheath it too. Oh, they where, mentioned that right know away. Where the Fremen men and women kept it. Dude, <laughs> not on this episode. No, I'm <laughs> uh, but we should let you know what. Let's do this. Let's wrap it up on uh, your favorite quote, either book, film, doesn't matter. Okay, but the one that is—is is this a hard out? 
I think so. All right. Mm. Hard outers. Drop this thing, man. Oh, I got to go first. That was, I, oh, I, I have great I ideas were... about how to do it, but uh, no, I think. Um... <laughs> I thought you were about to line something up. <laughs> and here's what it is. No, I didn't. So I got to think about that. God, you I must like... care for it, Fufa. <laughs> I, <laughs> I really. Hmm. That's really hard. It's well, okay, it, but I'm missing the most obvious one, and and I'm not missing it. I just thought of it, but really, it's the litany of fear. Oh, I know. Like so that is just one of the best. Like that's almost like it's it's as poetic as the Lord's Prayer. It is an yeah. amazing bit of poetry. Yeah, and works in every way it's supposed to in that book. And it is, uh, if you've ever been a, a person with anxiety issues. I must face my fear. The motherfucking shit works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. So I guess I'd have to say that. That's mm. kind of. Yeah, I'm with you, Jared. That's the one. Fear is the mind killer. It's the little death that brings total obliteration. I'm going to have to say the sleeper has awakened. Mm. Because to Solid. me, that is like the turning point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kyle McLaughlin's really cheesy rendition of it where he raises his hand and then they just show the hand yeah. father father yeah. that was a good one i like that opening line that they opened the movie with mm, and it was and it was before it, they had the dreams, line and then it was like the movie studio one. logo and then it kicked in that was like a weird dreams are uh, something from it? the deep yes is that from the book i don't Oh, but it's dope, and it's a hell of a way to kick off the movie, too. Yeah. There you have it. Dreams are a message from the deep. Why don't you just suck on that one as we do <laughs> sign out? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Corey, Augie, for joining us here today. Thank you for Thank having you. us. As every, you know, every time you've been on the other podcast, we always end up talking about doing anyway. I know. So this is only right. It's true. Yeah. Spice must flow. It must. <laughs> it's a it, it's a movie about drugs. It is. <laughs> we can start and end the show with that. Yeah, and there's a good chance I'm watching it again within probably the next 48 hours. I need a number three. I'm thinking the next 48 minutes. I wasn't kidding about the bag of shrooms in my desk. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna do that on this episode. I'll tell you how it goes on the next episode. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey. It's a movie about drugs. Smoke weed every day.